0: Money,
1: money, 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 money. It's something that we all want. Something that some of us struggle to get and struggle to keep. Money is something that we can never have enough of in my opinion. Money sometimes it is the root of all evil and the root of all stress. But it is also something we all need. Yes, money is very imperative, as we need it for even our most basic survival. So, we might as well become best friends with it.
0: Tonight, I'm here with Clifton Corbin, who is a financial literacy and pay equity advocate. He is also an author, speaker, former business consultant with over two decades of experience. Hello, how are you?
1: I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Of course. Welcome to Unpacking the Box. Yes, I'm excited to talk to you.
1: I'm looking forward to it too.
0: Yes, because this is a, um, you know, I think financial literacy, this is a important and interesting conversation. So, you know, I had to have you on because that's important.
1: Thank you. I agree. I uh, it's well, obviously, I feel like this is a subject that it's it's not spoken about enough, but it needs to be talked about more. So I'm I'm really excited to have this conversation with you.
0: Yes, I agree. I agree. So where are you from?
1: So I'm Canadian. I was born and raised in, uh, in Ontario, uh, Ontario, Canada.
0: Oh wow. Okay. And so, what is it like there?
1: Well, where are you based right now? So, I'm so I am in Maryland. You're in Maryland. Okay. My, my, uh, I have family in Maryland. So it's not, it's not much different. It's a little bit colder in the winter. Actually, it's significantly colder in the winter. Uh, but the summer, spring, fall, all about the same. Uh, yeah. Like I said, the temperature drops once the, uh, once, once we get out of those summer months and it gets, it gets frigid, but beautiful people, uh, great culture. Uh, I'm in Toronto right now. So I've got, you know, I've got all of the different cultures all coming together. So it's a, it's a wonderful city
0: nice i love that i always love about hearing you know how it is in different places you know as opposed to maryland so that's awesome
1: yeah Yeah. no i love maryland too it's like i said i have my sisters there my nephews are there so i'm there as much as i can as much as i can be
0: oh cool okay all right this is a small world okay
1: it is indeed (laughs)
0: yes so all right so let's get into financial literacy which is your specialty so first of all i did read some of your book which is really really amazing um yes and very helpful and i love that because i mean it's so um you know obviously money is very important and you know it it is something that we need to sustain you know um so i love i love that you're helping people and not only you helping parents with their kids because i think that's where it starts to because we do um You know, we see habits, you know, as kids, and a lot of times we, without even knowing, we pick up those habits as adults, right? So I think it's so important. So what led you to want to enlighten and help parents and their children in regards to financial literacy? Like, how did we get here?
1: Sure, sure. Thank you for that question. So. I grew up uh, like as a money curious child. Like I couldn't learn enough about money. I had all those early jobs, you know, the paper route, the lemonade stand. Uh, I eventually, I started working like actual jobs. I was a computer technician after grade ten. So I had a lot of early jobs. I earned a lot, and I had parents who were willing to talk to me about money. So we talked about earning, we talked about saving. Uh, and then I did the thing that so many young people do. I went off to university, thought I knew what I was doing. I didn't know what I was doing. I got those early credit cards. Mac them out uh, was using one credit card to pay off for another credit card and my debt I just ruined I ruined my 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 credit with all this debt that I collected and I felt like I came out of university probably worse off than I went into university Um, so when I looked back I said well well, what happened there for someone who is so interested and so eager to learn about money? How did I make such a mess of my finances? And, and those were some dark times, you know, like trying to dodge those debt collectors and, and managing, like trying to save and scrimp when you know, you're, you're paying all, you have this, this weight of all this debt on you. So I, I, I looked back and I said well how do I like one how did that happen and two how do I help other people not you know fall down that same path that I went down uh and I realized part of the problem was as much as I was interested in money as a young adult and as a child I didn't have all of the pieces of you know financial literacy like my parents talked to me about earning that you know go to school get a good job put that money in the bank they talked to me about saving but they never talked to me about debt and how to manage debt and how to manage your credit card and what that even meant and why you might want to like build your wealth and what that would mean as far as like financial independence and financial freedom we never got into insurance and taxation or any of these other pieces that are so critical so the reason behind my book and the reason behind why I do what i do is to help like i said young adults young children and, and and parents for that matter get their heads wrapped around money how to talk about money how to talk about money to their children how to get their kids you know, comfortable dealing with money, using money, and not just the pieces that I mentioned, like not just the earning, not just the saving, but give mm-hmm. them a sense of like, what is a credit card? Like that's, that's a short term loan that you need to manage, like give them the language to actually talk to their kids. Uh, so that's the that's the book. It's, it's basically a guide to help parents um, learn how to talk to their kids about money and teach them the things that they will need to be to be, you know, successful young adults once they're out of the home.
0: Yes. And one of the things you talked about, I could definitely relate to, and I think so many people can relate to. Um, So when you were talking about, because I read a little bit of the book and you were talking about debt and how you felt shame, how shame kind of like is connected to like money and debt and stuff like that. And I think a lot of people can relate to that.
1: Yeah. Like I said, those days trying to get out of my debt and, you know, with the credit card and the, the, the debt collectors and all the rest. I had so much shame like I said I I went into my young adulthood thinking I had it all together you know we Mm -hmm. have that that confidence cocky swagger going into school being like I got this and then realizing I I don't have this in fact I so far don't have this it's so far out of my control uh and yeah there was there was shame there was a lot of anxiety there was a little bit of depression like there was a lot Mm -hmm. a lot of pain and suffering in those days and that's like I think I said right in the beginning of my book like I know a lot of people hold on to a lot of that with their money, even after they, you know, get their money sorted out, like they still hold on to some of that. And I really want people to, you know, let go of that, because that's not serving you. That doesn't, that doesn't get you to a better place. The the thing that can get you to a better place is, you know, learning knowledge, uh, educating mm-hmm. yourself about what you should be doing and what you could be doing. So I really want to be that that source of information as opposed to, you know, having people hold on to all that shame and doubt because that doesn't serve you. That doesn't get you anywhere hmm.
0: I agree. And so and let's say right here, too, with your book, your kids, their money, which I'm actually going to let my um my oldest son, he loves to read. He's 19. So he's always looking for like for new books to read. So I'm definitely going to let him read your book for sure.
1: That's and good.
0: um yeah, so he's just like getting he's just like getting his feet wet when it comes to working. He has a job like his very first job. He's so excited. So, you know, we've been telling them some things to do as far as money and stuff. So I think your book is really going to help. So yeah, I I definitely appreciate. Thank you for that. Yes, you're welcome. You're welcome. So it's it's for people who have not read this book yet, but they may be interested in reading it. Like, what are some of the the specific key elements in your book um, for those that may not, you know, have read it?
1: Sure. So, like, I tried to make it uh both a uh, resource book so that like if you're if your child's interested in insurance or taxation or debt or wealth or any piece you could just go to those sections flip through it get some key pieces of like things you could talk to your kids about and how you could talk to them really quickly um but I've also tried to like no one wants to be lectured to so I didn't want to make it like a, a boring read so I've tried to interweave a lot of my stories so you could read it cover to cover and get that like that flow of my life of how I mentioned, like, I was interested in money and then I had those debt problems. And now I'm in a different place where I'm very grateful and and appreciative of what I have and how that's also part of teaching, teaching children about money and, you know, making sure they give back and all the rest. But the book is really, it gives you, like, I think it gives you all of those tools. It gives you the pieces of, you know, upfront, like why you might want to talk to your kids about that. And I know a lot of parents have some, you know, some let's say anxiety or even some hesitation to talk to kids about money. Let's say they don't feel mm-hmm. like they've they've got the skills or the knowledge to talk uh, talk to their kids about money. So that first part of the book really helps parents get that confidence because it's one of the things that I, I want to give and instill if at all possible is give, your, your, give yourself the confidence to realize, no, no, you know more than you think you do. And even if you don't think you know at all, you know more than your child does, right? So that first part of the book really just helps to give you the why behind why you want to do this and give you some of that confidence so you can get going. And then as you go in, it gives you, like I said, so if you want to start giving your child an allowance and you're like, I don't know, like, what do I do? How do I start an allowance? How much should I give? When should I start it? It gives you those practical uh, when, how, like, should you t- tie it to an allowance? Should you not tie it to an allowance? Should you let your child buy everything? So I get into those very tangible specifics. And that's just with the allowance. And for example, like, let's say you you want to give your child, you know, some money to practice using uh, mm-hmm. some money to practice with, but you don't think you have it in your budget to give an allowance I give you alternatives, other ways that you could still give your child the chance to practice using money without having to come up with extra money for an allowance. So I try to make it really practical so that you have these hands-on skills that you can pass off to your child. So you give them a chance to practice using money while they're at home with you, while it's a safe space, while also giving you the confidence to actually feel like you can talk to them and help them grow and educate them to get them ready to, you know, have that successful launch into adulthood.
0: Mm hmm. I'm glad you brought allowance up because that was actually going to be my next question for you, because I think I think allowances are so um, good for practice for kids too. you know, kids that aren't working yet and you're giving them like, you know, weekly or however parents want to do it. But I was definitely going to ask you for those parents who, you know, may not they feel like they can't afford to give their children allowances, you know, mm-hmm. um, what if you can share like a few like what resources would you tell them? That they have sure
1: so I, I i also love the allowance and the reason i love the allowance so much is because like i said any opportunity you can give your child to practice using money skills and building money habits before they're out on their own it's a win right so you try to find as many opportunities for that as possible um but i understand that an allowance isn't necessarily something everyone has in their budget and it might not even be something that some families are comfortable giving and yeah. i recognize that and i i, I you know i say personal finances personal first right so it's whatever works for you and your family but let's say you don't think you have the money in your in your budget to give an allowance one alternative is to say okay well what money was i going to spend on my child so let's say it's um you're, it's august and you're thinking okay it's back to school time i need to get them you know back to school supplies whether that be pens and pencils or clothing or what have you give the, if their child's old enough let's say they're in their teenage years this is a great opportunity to say here this is the money I was going to spend to get you ready for back to school. I'm going to give you this money and I want you to manage this budget. I want you to figure this out. I want you to buy your back to school clothing. I want you to buy your back to school supplies. And now you're giving them a chance to practice and empowering and you're letting them, you know, do a little bit of budgeting and accounting and you're giving them the opportunity to practice. And this isn't this doesn't require any quote unquote extra money. This was money you were going to spend on them anyways. And Mm -hmm. the added incentive here is you say, listen, if you can do this in an economic, Economical way. If you could do this better than I would have done it, let's say you decide to buy some you know off brand clothing, which I might not have done. You get to keep what I don't spend on you, so there's an incentive for them to try to figure out how to be maybe a little bit more frugal than they might have been if they were saying if the if the tables were turned right if they were coming to you and saying hey mom hey dad I want to you know I want to get these new shoes instead you say here this is the money to buy your clothing you go and figure out how to spend it and once you've done once you've done spending it there's nothing else don't come back to, there's nothing to come back to so don't try to you know mm-hmm. go and come back to the kitty there's nothing left here but if you save if you spend less than what I've given you—that's yours to have. That's yours to keep. So that's just one example of something you could do for an older child if you don't feel like you've got money in your budget for an allowance, where you still give them the opportunity to practice using money that doesn't require, like I said, any extra money out of your pocket.
0: Hmm, that's good though. I love that. I love it. So I know that you talk that you talk a lot about debt and how you were like when you were in school and stuff like that. And so many of us, including myself, can you know relate to that. You know what? I just think debt. Uh, And especially during, you know, COVID and a pandemic and so many people lost their jobs and some people are still, you know, trying to get control back when it comes to work and money and stuff like that. So I think that's the biggest challenge for so many people in general. So can you talk about like tips and tools for like credit building and investing and things to stay away from?
1: Sure. So when I'm, when we're talking debt, so especially when I'm talking to, to parents, the one thing I want them to focus on is went in and you know like you just mentioned preface this all understanding that we're coming out of some really really tough times and Mm -hmm. if you had to dip into any of your credit cards or loans or what have you to get from you know a dark place to where you are now there's no condemnation for me I don't I I I've been in places that have been dark and I I pass no judgment on anyone but when we're talking about um debt and how to manage debt one of the, you know, if you will, a golden rule is to really try to avoid using any type of debt to buy something that's consumable. The way I like to say it and frame it, especially for young people, is if you're using debt, whatever you're purchasing with that debt, it should put you in a better position in the future to pay that debt off. So for example, if you're taking out a student loan, well, the idea is that that student loan will help you build skills so that you're more uh, employable, or you can earn a higher wage later on, making it easier for you to pay off that debt. So that's kind of a way to frame it as far as like, should I or shouldn't I, shouldn't I use this debt? Or Mm -hmm. should I get this debt? So consumables you know buying uh things that you know as soon as you purchase them they they lose their value might not be the best things to put on debt now again i'm gonna put that same caveat that i had earlier personal finance is personal first you have to figure out what makes the most sense for you i know a lot of folks who use credit cards for everything really to maximize those points and they can Mm -hmm. figure it out and it works for them and more power to them for myself because of my challenges with debt early on, especially with credit cards, I try to avoid using my credit card when I when I can, knowing full well that I'm losing out on some of those points, but I'm much more uh, concerned about managing the interest payment than the points that I'm going to lose. So everyone has to kind of figure out what makes the most sense for them. But in the, for in general, you don't want to use your debt to pay for things that are consumable that will depreciate and devalue almost as soon as you purchase it. So, you know, using your debt to buy food or clothing, what have you, not, not usually the best idea. And just specifically with credit cards, one thing I like to tell young people especially is just remember when you're using a credit card, that's a short term loan. That's all it is. You're getting a loan from your credit card company to buy something. They will give you a little bit of a window to pay that loan back before they start charging you a fee for the money being interest so when you're talking to your young your, your young people your young people in your life about credit cards explain it to them that way that the credit card's not free money that's a loan that you're getting and it needs to be paid back and if you don't pay it back what are the ramifications with regards to your credit score what that could do as far as like trying to finance a home down the road it could even have employment ramifications down the road if you try to get a job in finance or what have you so we just need to explain all of the different uh aspects of it when we're talking to young people and then when it comes to like how we manage our you have to find out what makes the most sense for you
0: Hmm. yes I love that see this is so informational I love it I love it so as far this is another big thing I think all of us can kind of resonate with money management managing our money when we do have money so what what is some advice you can give us when it comes to money management because I feel like in you know in a lot of ways that's like um it could cause like if it if There's problems there, and you're having a problem, you know, managing your money that can be like a domino effect where you could, sure. you, you know, it kind of you know, it will cause a financial dip in your account. Sure. <laughs> so, for
1: what sure, you, for sure.
0: <laughs> what advice would you give to us, those that sure. are, uh, that's are struggling?
1: So, the going back to, to to basics going back to the fundamentals there's a principle or a uh, an adage that came up in uh, in financial literacy or personal finance years ago and it's called pay yourself first you might have heard it some people have heard it before but the the concept's simple but it's not often followed and when it's followed, you see such such benefit from it. And the idea is this before you pay for any of your bills, you know, you get your paycheck on, I don't know, the 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 first of the month, before you pay for any of the bills, before you go and you know budget for your groceries or what have you, take some of that, some of it. I, you know, the number that a lot of people bandy around is like 10%. If you can do more, do more. If you can't, that's fine but take some of that and put that into your savings account. Eventually that will build up and build up and build up. And that savings will be, you know, kind of the seed of the wealth that you'll create. That will be your emergency fund. Hopefully later on, that could be some money that you use to invest or set aside for retirement, what have you. But it's by paying yourself first, by making sure that you prioritize you before you prioritize any of your bills, before you prioritize any of the other things, All because we're all we have so many different priorities, right? There's so many different things that we need to be doing. There's mm-hmm. so many different things that, you know, demand our time, our attention and our money. But if we don't put ourselves first, if we don't pay ourselves first, then we're not, you know, what we end up doing is we're pay, we're putting ourselves last. And that's the last thing you want to do. You want to make sure that you're putting your money aside so that there's some money there for an emergency. Because like I, we just talked about how, you know, the pandemic caused a lot of us to have to dip into debt to, mm-hmm. you know, just make ends meet. Now, if you have a little bit of savings like secured there, that could be where you go to first before you have to start, you know, borrowing money from some other institution that's going to charge you interest, right? So if you can build up a little bit of savings, that will be the seed of all of the wealth that you'll create. And it's also it's critical for us to manage our money in a way where we're not spending all of our money. We need to be able to live below our means and by paying yourself first by taking a little bit of the money you make and setting it aside before you do anything and you could do this in a number of ways you know you could set up automatic withdrawals you can you know you could put some money like there's there's tons of ways to do this but the the important part is that you do it to make sure that you're building up your your money you're building up your savings the next piece which is it kind of goes along with this but it's budgeting a lot of people hear budgeting and think of it like it's a it's a dirty word you know, if I'm budgeting, then I don't have control over my money. I'm using some, you know, some some spreadsheet or some algorithm to control my money. But you know what? It's by doing a budget and living off of a budget and recognizing where your money's coming from, where it's going, that you actually get to have control. And instead of your money controlling you, you get to control your money because who's developing the budget? It's you. So you get to decide how you manage your money and where it goes so the first thing I would say is make sure you're paying yourself first make sure you're taking a little bit of your money setting it aside before you do anything else the next thing is learn how to budget and there's there's apps for that there's you need a budget there's there's tons of different programs and methods to do it uh, but go out seek some seek seek uh you know some advice from whoever you know who's you know really handy with money uh you can use my book as a resource there's other resources out there I say this all the time like I don't care who you use as long as you're getting the information you need that's resonating with you that you can apply it to your life and then start moving forward so those would be the two things that I'd really want folks to focus on if they don't feel like they really have control of their money right now is making sure that they're one paying themselves first and Mm -hmm. second they're, they're figuring out a way to add budgeting into their into their finances
0: yes that's good I love it I love it so like besides uh you know helping people with their money what do you enjoy doing for fun
1: Oh my goodness. Um, I used to be a DJ. I picked it back up a little bit during the pandemic and that was just a, a fun way to, you know, have something to do. Cause during the pandemic it was pretty, it was pretty boring for a time. So there's that. I am mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm a parent before I'm anything else. So I'm always doing stuff with my kids, uh, you know, playing basketball with my son, going to dance lessons with my daughter, reading, what have you. So, mm-hmm. you know, the kids keep me busy all the time. Music something that I'm always going to fall back to because it's just a love of mine. Uh, You know, I'm I'm busy in the community. I'm always volunteering. I'm always trying to find things to do. So there's no there's like I said before, there's no limit on the amount of things and ways we get pulled to. So I'm I'm -hmm. a busy guy. Yeah.
0: Yes. And what's in your playlist right now? What you listen to?
1: Oh my goodness. So I hate to admit it. I'm still listening. I was just listening to Buster Rhymes right before I called you because I don't know. It's one of those. He's one of those artists that just gets me ready to talk to a group of people. I'm like, if Mm -hmm. this guy was about to like step up on stage. Mm-hmm. I want to have that type of energy, so I was just, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was just listening to some Busta. Um, i you know, I'm, I'm, I'm old school. I listen to a lot of old school hip hop. That's kind of where my love is. So, like, okay. like it's kind of my, it's kind of my spot.
0: Yes, I love it. Yes, Busta, his energy is like on ten thousand. I love exactly.
1: it. Exactly. I Always. can never, I would never be able to even get anywhere there. But I'm a pretty low key, chill kind of person. So I usually <laughs> yeah. need something to like get me going. So his. <laughs> his rah, rah, like a dungeon yeah. dragon is usually enough to get me up and ready for a good uh a good conversation
0: yes i love it i love it what is your favorite movie or favorite show
1: oh goodness favorite movie or favorite show um oh what a great question i used to and again it takes me back to the old hip-hop juice was one of my favorite movies gladiator was another one okay. that i love uh again i'm, I'm dating myself i know um but yeah those are great i've been enjoying just a lot of that mcu stuff just because it's mindless action stuff but that's Mm -hmm. i wouldn't put i wouldn't put that in the favorite category but those are those are great uh favorite show oh my goodness uh put me on the spot let me flip it on (laughs) you just for a second just so i have a moment to think what are you what are you watching right now what are you listening to
0: Okay, so I am listening to Beyonce. That's my favorite. Um, mm-hmm. I like Beyonce. I still jam to like Aaliyah. Destiny's oh, Child. Oh gosh. Yes, you I love. my girl. I, I love Aaliyah. I love Aaliyah. Mm. Yes, her music. I still is feel, every
1: time I, I it's like a happy sad moment every time I listen yeah. to her. I'm like, oh my girl.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, some, I do like old school hip hop too, but I also like some of the new stuff too. Like I like Lotto. I like Mag The Stallion. Um, okay. You know, it just, I have, my uh, playlist is just crazy. It got so many different things. I got like Lil' Kim in there, um, okay. old school, like Biggie, Tupac, stuff like that. So Love yeah.
1: It. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. No, I, I think our, I think our playlist would have some overlap for sure. All right. And what show? I need to hear what show you're watching. Oh
0: yes. Okay. So I'm into Walking Dead i love walking oh okay. i love Grey's anatomy gray's anatomy okay and uh i like a couple of tyler Perry shows sisters and the oval those two are my favorite okay yeah
1: i've been i've been getting into some of the older sitcoms just because i'm looking for stuff at the end of the day so i'm, I'm just started watching like Arrested development um we okay. were watching uh, i was watching parks and rec for a little bit um stuff like that community the the office those like against like late 2000 early 2000 sitcoms are just a good good mindless tv favorite tv show i still don't you know i'm gonna need like a good week to think on that one like there's so many good shows (laughs) oh
0: but i gotta tell you do you watch oh this is my new favorite do you watch house of the dragon
1: oh i haven't started watching it so i did like so i read and i love uh that series like the original series with uh george rr R., R., george R. R martin i did enjoy game it, of thrones? But, yeah the game of thrones but mm-hmm. i'm man they they killed it at the end that the ending was terrible so yeah. i haven't started watching that one but i did start watching the um the lord of the rings the uh the 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 ring rings, rings of, of power mm-hmm. yeah and mm-hmm. i was i it started off slow and i was like i'm not sure if i'm digging this but it, it 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 picked up at the end so it's not it's not bad if you're into that like it's not a bad mm-hmm.
0: choice yes i i was definitely into the lord of the rings franchise but i haven't watched a new one yet but i'm gonna check it out
1: it's uh, i like i said give it a little bit like it starts off slow and because it's not characters you recognize it's like what am i mm-hmm. watching but if you give it enough time i think you'll like it
0: okay I'm gonna try it out because I'm like where's Frodo and Sam yeah no there's no
1: Frodo there's no Frodo (laughs) (laughs) No
0: Frodo. yeah no Frodo
1: no Gollum uh, you're not getting any of those guys but you're getting some you're still getting some of the lore you're getting some of the backstory
0: Uh, okay I guess I'll give it a shot
1: (laughs) I'll give it a shot so
0: listen I enjoyed talking to you I learned so much and I know the audience have learned so much and you know we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna get Two more of your books, you know. We're gonna put this out there, promo way, because it's important, especially for so us. Much. Yes, you are so and- welcome
1: you mentioned that your son's uh, into some of this content too. There's a book that I'm going to recommend to him. It's called first to a million. It's a perfect okay. book for teens. In fact, I'm just going to, if you want to find uh, you or your audience is looking for like a book for kids specifically, mm-hmm. uh, you can go to my website. It's uh, cliftoncorbin.com slash book list. And on that, it has a book for each age group. So if you've got like a preschooler, if you've got, you know, uh, a high schooler, if you've got someone who's about to finish high school, it's got a book, a Monday book that I think is just spectacular for all ages and you can go there and you can find it and one more if you're on my site and you go to my blog I also have a book list there um I can't remember the exact title of it but you'll find it pretty easily and mm-hmm. it's basically a book list for kids um a money book list for kids with black representation which I think is so important so all of the books on that uh, on that list have black protagonists like black main characters as the lead in the book talking about money which i just think is so nice like when i was growing up it's definitely not something i had like i you, you just didn't see people of color in our in books so mm-hmm. it's just another another resource that if your your audience is looking for some black representation there's that and i also have another list of just like books of all categories that are in this in this world so go to my blog if you're looking for uh for books Go grab my book too. Feel free to do that. But if you're looking for something else, there's also those as options. Like I said, whether it's my book, someone else's book, someone else's podcast, whatever, it's just for me, it's just find the information that will help you get to where you want to be and, 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 you know, dig on that
0: yes i love it but before i let you go though you know because you're at unpacking a box i have to do my segment that i do with every guest is called unpack your box and that's basically where you know i let my guests get a moment you know no one's counting you can say whatever you want to say whatever's on your chest to leave us with you know you have the floor
1: so i just want to say i've been talking to so many people lately about you know finances and money and we mentioned, we touched on it, there is so much shame, anxiety, and sadness when it comes to your money for some people. And having been in a place like that myself, and I like I tap into it whenever I have these conversations because I know, I know it was a dark place. But I also know it's just a moment in time. It doesn't need to be where you stay. So just remember if you're in that place, if you're feeling any of those feelings let it go, realize that, you know, you can get to that next place. I've been there. I know what it's like. Um, But you don't, you don't need to be there. You don't need to stay there. Um, Just find the knowledge that can get you to the next side.
0: I love that. That's amazing. Well, you are so inspiring. The work that you're doing is so necessary. It is so important. And I thank you for all that you do.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. And thanks for this conversation. It was wonderful.
0: Of course, I enjoyed having you. And what are your handles so that people can keep up with you on social media?
1: Sure, you can find me at, uh, at uh, Your Kids Their Money on Instagram. Uh, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn as well, and you can just find me at Clifton Corbin uh, at, on LinkedIn. Uh, or the best place to find me is always my website, so it's CliftonCorbin.com.
0: Yes, make sure you guys connect. He's amazing. He has some amazing things going on. I'm definitely gonna, you know, share your book and tell all my friends. And um, yes, because that's what we do over here. We support each other. We uplift because that's what we do. So I thank you again.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: You're welcome. All right, y'all. We are out. Wait before you leave. Keep up with your girl on Instagram at Unpacking underscore the underscore box underscore podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be well.